I've uh, devoted quite a few of these podcasts to the idea of integration and what integration really is. And I thought I should spend a little bit of time expanding on it in terms of its link to literacy and how a more literate student is able to better integrate concepts taught from one subject to another. If we go back before the modern era and we go back to a time when schools were reserved for the upper classes, for want of a better way of describing it, there was no such thing as subject-specific disciplines. Students went to school to learn at the feet of a master. And in many ways, the master was passing on the education that he had acquired. And in those days, it was almost exclusively male male teachers teaching the upper classes. There were educational opportunities for girls, but they were about living in the life that they had been given in the upper classes. It was only in the at the end of the let's say the 19th century when universities were being founded all over the world that you had schools of archaeology and schools of mathematics and schools of language and schools of latin and you began to have this separation into subject areas that were very much artificial. If you look at what used to be a hundred years ago and compare it to what it is today, we now in the postmodern world, in the 21st century, see the links between every subject and every other subject. You cannot understand one subject without being able to understand other subjects. You can't understand anthropology without knowing more than a few things about geology and about history. You can't understand uh, the arts without understanding history and geography and sociology and so forth. So the borderlines between each of the subject areas is becoming way more fuzzy. And we spend all our time trying to help our students see the connections. That's what it means to talk about integration. Integration really fits into the way in which our minds work when we're learning. 
And that's what I'm going to try to show in this podcast and explain how it is that integration is really the only way to look at schooling going forward. And the only way in which to think about bringing into bringing literacy and reading into the classroom. So let's talk about all the different ways enhancing literacy enhance the whole child and the whole child's learning. So first of all, when we talk about literacy and we talk about reading books in the classroom and then doing activities based on that book, we're really talking about problem-based learning. So if we take conflict from one book, if we look at, say, the mayor of Casterbridge, and in the mayor of Casterbridge, there's conflict between the two male protagonists. When we spend time researching and outlining that protagonism, the student is really looking at a problem and bringing his or her skills to bear in solving the problem. If we look at all of the Shakespearean plays, until I began to see the Shakespearean plays in terms of histor history and, and um, sociology and psychology, and then looking at the conflict in each of the plays, I really didn't understand them. So when we look at things in terms of problem solving, then what we're really doing is we're using the skills we already have to add to what we are aiming towards by reading and thinking about the meaning of the words. We're enhancing vocabulary when we read and we look at the problems, we're enhancing comprehension skills. When we look at a play in Shakespeare that's a historical play, we're enhancing understanding of a particular period in history, in English history. And so we're scaffolding new learning on top of old learning. We're bringing new skills in and adding to, if you will, the book in the back of our heads about specific things. When we are reading and we're talking about what we're reading with other people, we're enhancing teamwork skills. Instead of being just one person reading and answering questions, when you sit in a group and you have a discussion about a book, you're enhancing the ability to speak in a group and listen to that group. So you're enhancing teamwork skills. 
at the same time you're constructing new knowledge. Because if I put an idea on the table, somebody else picks up on that table, and because they're a different person with different experiences, they take that in another level. I mean, in another direction. And so they're building on top of what I've put on the table and they're constructing new knowledge. Whatever we do when we're reading books and we're talking about them and we're doing work based on them, projects based on them, debates based on them, uh, uh, artwork based on them, it's reality-based. Students don't see what they're being asked to do as separate and apart from everything else that's going on in the world. They see that the work that they've been, the things that they've been reading are the springboard for new activities. And so they're reality-based. When we're in a classroom, and we have our students working in groups and they're working on problem-based learning that comes from things they've read on their own. They're reading, they're writing, they're speaking, and they're listening. If I, when I read the book, uh, when I read the book Sounder, to my students when they were in grade five. They were listening to me read, and then we'd talk about what happened in the book. So different students are speaking. They would maybe go back to their seats and work on activities based on the book. So they're writing. And when I'm reading, or when somebody else is speaking, they're listening. So they are exercising all of the modalities in language arts. Literacy development is different from just reading. When I learned how to read, it was see, spot, see, spot, run spot, run, spot, and so on. It was very artificial. When I get, when I sit with a group of students and I read a book, it's completely different when they're being forced to read a book that I tell them to read. They're engaged in a group activity. I'm painting pictures for them by reading aloud and engaging them, telling them to lie down if they want or sit against the wall or sit at their seats. But it's different from sitting on a bed or sitting at a desk and being forced to read something. All of the things that I'm talking about cultivate deep learning. I've said this before in podcasts, but I'm going to say it again here. When I read Marjorie Cannon Rawlings' book, The Yearling, to my grade six class, we read it a chapter a day, sometimes maybe only four chapters in, in the week. 
but we read it every day or four out of five days and we got through the book we talked about what was happening and so on but at the end of that book my students clapped and why did they clap they clapped because they enjoyed what they heard when people go to a concert they clap at the end of the set we were at a concert on the weekend and people stood up and clapped at the end of the concert as an acknowledgement of the artistry when my students clapped it meant that they were engaged in the story that meant that they were learning deeply what was happening was not just at the service it was touching them emotionally and that's when that's when we cultivate literacy if all i did every year with a group of students is give them short stories to read and answer questions and then ask them to write the answers on a piece of paper and give it back to me without ever in interacting with other students in the class they're not learning what they've done comes and goes it flies out the window when they're finished but when they're engaged in reading and then following through and probing deeply the book stays with them i hope if you're listening to this you can think back to the times when books that you read moved you if they moved you it meant because they were dealing with something that touched a nerve in you that touched you in some way when that happens we are learning deeply and the goal in every classroom regardless of what we're teaching should be deep learning because it's the deep learning that we use when it comes to a new problem that we pull on to solve we understand because we've experienced it in the past and so we can use those experiences and apply them in new situations when we cultivate literacy in the classroom day after day after day we can be sure that our students are building on where they've come from and where they're moving to that's what deep learning is all about